everyone. Welcome back to Morning Tea. So we have a little bit of an announcement today. You know, lives are getting crazy. Marlena and Bianca just adopted a beautiful, beautiful, sweet, adorable little girl named Fig. I'm Mm. going into some Broadway rehearsals, which are going to consume my entire life. So this is going to sadly be our season one finale of Morning Tea. Yeah, we're going to keep it short and sweet like they do on HBO, you know. (laughs) Um, (laughs) We we have had so much fun with this. And that was always the goal was that we were going to be having fun. We were going to be learning. Um, It was really a way to make sure that we were connecting still every week, even though we were, you know, living in different cities and and it has been so fun and will continue to be fun. But I think the biggest concern um, is, is making sure that we're putting forth really good content and that we have enough space in our lives to continue to feel successful in that venue as well. So right now those two things aren't coexisting super well because I'm sure you can hear her little tinkling collar in the back. Um, Fig is taking up a lot of attention right now. Yeah. And she loves it. She loves the attention. And this is not the end of the podcast. It's just oh, the no. end. It's just the end of the season. We're going to take anywhere, probably four to six weeks, depending on schedule. And we're going to come back. Our first episode back will be the sex and sexuality episode that we promised you because we just really wanted to do enough research and exposure and make sure that we have, you know, we're talking about all of that really sensitive and interesting stuff in the most educated way possible. And we're going to be here for the holidays. We love the holidays. So we want Thanksgiving and, and Christmas and all of that stuff. Like we will be back. We're just taking, you know, a little break. Yes. And I'm actually really still super excited for the sex and sexuality episode because Same. we've been we've been watching shows, we've been listening yeah. to podcasts, we've been looking at books. Like we actually are are building a pretty cool episode. So <laughs> the anticipation for it, just let it build, you know? Yeah, literally. So we what we want to do on the season finale is just kind of take a walk down memory lane of our first six episodes or seven episodes that we've released and just kind of talk about like what was your favorite? What could you talk about more? And yeah, Marlena. So like, let's do like peak and valley. Like what was the peak Mm. of the first six episodes for you? And what was the valley for you? So my peaks, I feel like I really, really loved the musicals episode, which probably is, you know, like just really deeply on brand. Everyone's going to be like, yeah, Marlena, of course. But it really (laughs) just felt so much like us. It was such a fun literally tripped down memory lane for us because we were talking about all of the times, you know, that we've spent together making these shows. And I think that the episodes that allowed us to really be ourselves and talk about what interests us, you know, that's when we connect really well, I think, to the the listeners and each other. Yeah, I agree. I would say that my favorite – oh, it's tough. I have so many favorite ones. I really loved everything we spoke about, which is why we spoke about them all. Right, Um, exactly. But I think my favorite, I have a tie, would probably be TV shows and Mm. our 20 questions. Yeah. And because as you kind of said in the beginning, you know, this was a passion project for us. And it really was for us to connect and us to really just, you know, give a little another dimension to our friendship. And I feel like those two were the times that you as the listeners really got to see who we are as Mm. humans. And I feel like we unlocked a lot of memories for ourselves, which were really like, you know, precious times in our lives. So. Yeah. 
No, the TV show's one was fun. I also really like any opportunity that we get to debate. Uh, yeah. Because obviously you guys are not involved in our text thread or the group chat that we have yeah. with my fiance. But there is a lot of hot debate in there sometimes. And when we both have the capacity for it, it can just – it can go. Yeah. But what I but what I respect, which is something that is not prevalent in the world a lot of the times these days, is that Marlene and I will go at each other to the point where we say like just – because it's over text. So we're like just confirming. We're not judging. Not anything. We're just, <laughs> we're just pushing our views. But it's always respectful. You know, we have our debates. We honestly usually leave with the view that we had starting. Yeah. It's yeah. not a little change. And then we just move on with our lives, which is how it should be. To be able to have different decisions and just talk about it and give different viewpoints, you know? Yeah. I mean, my favorite thing is when I leave a conversation knowing more than when I went into it. It doesn't necessarily mean that my opinion has changed, but my view has broadened, which is really my goal every day. And I think it was kind of one of the goals for starting the podcast, too, is, a you know, broadening perspectives. Yeah. I actually honestly have one thing that we can debate right now. Mm. The singular hot topic. Debt forgiveness. Oh, really my quickly. God. I know. Did you see what AOC posted? I did not. I'm not going to read it all, but Kerry Washington retweeted it, and then I retweeted it, so you should read it after this. Um, but, yeah, Joey, uh, you know, he forgave $10,000 in student loan debt to everyone with federal loans and $20,000 if you had Pell Grants. And I'm all for it. I love it. It's a drop in my personal bucket. It doesn't really do anything for me. There was a provision about interest, though. We have to look into that. The interest may may actually be wiped. I have to do more research on that. Um, but I don't yeah. know if wiped is the word. I did read a thread that was basically <clears throat> breaking down all of the intricacies and, you know, like hidden things within that um, within that bill. So I it's not that I think anything – about it is horrible, right? There are so many people, millions of people who this has significantly helped, significantly helped their family. I think that's wonderful. Yeah. Anything that actually tangibly helps the working class is important to me. I, I'm because, not taking that away. Let me just interject. This, his forgiveness affected 45 million loan borrowers. And of those 45 million, 20 million now are completely debt free. They have no longer have student loan debt because he forgave this ten to $20,000 forgiveness and the Pell Grant targets communities that are you know even extra in financial struggle that's how they got the Pell Grant in the first place sorry go on that's okay um I I think for me the part that gets frustrating is that I think that this country has a habit of patting presidents on the head for doing the bare minimum and that is how we as a country have continued to settle for the bare minimum over and over and over again. And that's not – you know what I mean? Like why are mm. we – these little things that were kind of thrown um, usually because it's about them. It's about, yeah. you know, midterms or, you know, another important election is coming. We need to up our numbers. It's never altruistic in any way. But it is frustrating that – we're always constantly just settling for crumbs. And realistically, I think the larger conversation that I think should come out of this is we are gatekeepers to education with how much things cost and the fact that we're making 18-year-olds take out loans that, of course, they can never pay back. Um, we are paying double, triple the loans that we took out because of the predatory interest rates. Like it, it, is, it is a systematically broken 
you know, we're, we're talking about something that's systematically broken and we're saying, oh, it's so great that maybe, you know, like it's tangibly helpful to some people. It is still yeah. a broken system that we just get to pretend because now some of the money is forgiven. Like it's, it's bullshit. All of it is bullshit. Which, and again, this is where me and Marlena drive on the same highway and then we, we take different exits <laughs> because, because I too believe, right, that it is a band-aid to the problem, that college is too high, that we should not be having to take out hundreds of thousands. Like I personally am, oh, over $100,000 in student loans. Like disgusting. Yeah. I went to grad school. Of course I am. I'm yeah. never paying that shit back. But for me, I think people, and I don't want Marlene in this category because I don't know, I'm not. I'm not assuming what she may or may not know. I'm just saying people on Twitter, Facebook, etc. I feel like they forget, don't know, don't have a concept of like what the president can do. So I agree with you. The system is broken. And I agree with you that we need to fix all this. But like, I don't want any president, Democratic or Republican, to think that they could have the ability to do whatever they want with the stroke of a pen. So what he did, and while he could have done 50, I will say that within his presidential power, he could have done 50. And a lot of uh -huh. Democratic people... In, in the party pushed him for that, but completely right. wipe, completely wiping the loans, right? Completely capping education tuition. All the things that you talked about this broken system have to come through Congress. So should there be a discussion about electing more people with that thought process? Absolutely. Should more people like that thought process who, who will campaign and make that happen be on the campaign trail? Absolutely. But we live in a democracy. So it is our job as the citizens to find people to run, to vote those people in, and then to have those people pass these laws. Biden, Trump, Obama, all these people, they can't, they don't have the power to do what a lot of people are, are wishing for. And I feel like that's where I get aggravated, not with you, but just with the people, mm. because he did all he can. And it's not enough. And we, it should be the first step. But like what AOC said, like, you know, people that pay public transit fund car infrastructure. Young people pay for our elders. Like it all in a democratic society, in a social welfare kind of picture, we all pay for things that don't directly affect us in this moment. So let's just, you know, be happy for those that did and, and keep pushing for more. But it can't come from the White House. It has to mm. come from Congress. The way that our, our laws work. And we can talk about fixing that, but the current structure, that's the way to do it, and, you know, mm. in my opinion. So you want to know what's so interesting about everything you just said? I did absorb it. I heard everything that yeah. you said. I know that all of it is factual. I respect both the facts and opinions that were in there and like probably most of the country – I blacked out when you said he could have done 50 and decided not to. And then you followed that yeah. up with, so he did the best he could. No, he fucking didn't, did he? Because if he could have done 50, that actually would have had a tangible impact on millions yeah. more people, right? So that's where we're starting to but, split hairs. I just, I can't. I can't be super stoked and, about something like this. I can't. And, and, I'll, and, I, and I hear you, but I have to push back too on that because then there's a whole economic part of it as well. If you think about it, right, we're, we're in crazy inflation right now crazy crazy inflation right which i don't blame joe biden for but it's this, it's what it is so while we haven't been paying these loans for two years yes that is correct you have to think about if he were to release that amount of loans okay the spending power that it puts in a lot of americans pockets is insane it's incredible which is awesome but then you think about okay all these americans go and spend all this money right which is great but there's no there's no supply 
So the demand is so high and the supply gets so low. And then we're back in inflation. And I don't want Americans suffering for us to not be inflation. That's not what I'm saying. But there, again, there are, to me, there has to be steps in place. And that's where it comes to Congress. I think $10,000 was the most amount of money that he could have done to not wreck inflation, which, yes, helps us in the midterms. This was a political stunt for the midterms. The amount was a political mm-hmm. stunt in the midterms. But in my head, the reason why I'm okay with that stunt is because I'd rather the stunt that keeps us in the government and keeps us in power than to lose in November to autocratic fucking domestic terrorists. And that is like the existential threat that we have. Like this isn't, it, it was the same issue I put with, between Joe and, and uh, Trump in 2020. And you know, a few people that we share on Facebook that we would talk about this a lot. Like <laughs> he is not the Joe Biden was not the best choice, but I'm sorry. I'm always going to be the person like on the other side of the coin. Like, we're not going to have any forgiveness. Women are not going to have a right to choose. Like we're going to be a Christian run society if we lose in November. So I don't know, but I hear you. I know. Trust me. I would have loved $50,000. I would love them all gone. I don't want to pay a fucking dime, <laughs> but I, I also, I also do like that. They lowered for undergrad loans only the repayment from 10% of your monthly income to 5%. That's a huge fucking deal. It is. And after 20 years, no matter what, how much you've paid if you're done or not your loans are gone and that has changed the game for me because i was like defer 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 but now if i can pay half of what i was supposed to pay in january and by the time i'm 45 i'm debt free all right let's fucking do it you know i don't know yeah but that's a sample of what we debate on (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's literally basically straight out of a text thread with some more elaborations so exactly welcome to our every day um, but yeah, I think that is why this is so exciting is that we, you know, have a space to kind of have the respectful discourse talking about different perspectives, but it's also, you know, reaching a larger audience and that that way they get to contribute their education, their opinions. And I, I love that. I love a safe yeah. space for that. I agree. Well, my valley of this process has been the technological issues that we've encountered oh, along the way that we're currently encountering during this recording. So here's to hoping that it works. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, that was really the only like negative thing. I've, I've thoroughly enjoyed talking with you. I've enjoyed the editing process because we cackle so much during like the <laughs> things that we take out or the tangents that we've gone on, the memories we've unlocked. Um, I know at this point I wish we could have like a bloopers episode because some of the things that happen are just hysterical and you can't keep all the content obviously eventually some of it has to come out but my god (laughs) some of it's really a sacrifice because it's just it's funny man it is it is really really fucking funny but yeah so what we hope for season two is we're going to start with the sex sexuality and you know we're going to talk about kinks we're going to talk about Mm. fetishes we're going to talk about intimacy and you know the sexuality spectrum and all of this um, yes there's so much that we're learning there's so much that I've been learning lately about like you know it's not just what my sexual identification is like what is my relationship identification there's so many spectrums that exist and I think that it's so the conversation that we have around sex and sexuality currently is so limiting unless you get into the spaces where it's open and inclusive and honest and once you do those spaces are full of so much rich information so I really want to bring some of that here and i will i'll be the first to say as a little preview like we sex was not spoken about in my family Mm. it was not something that we discussed to this day my family knows nothing of my romantic or sexual life and will remain that way because it's (laughs) the way that i feel most comfortable but for me 
because just to preface, this is everyone's homework, the listeners. Watch How to Build a Sex Room on Netflix. Oh, my God. It's so good, guys. <laughs> so it's, it's so good. So fucking good. And that show, it was so fascinating to me. But at times, I found myself uncomfortable, not mm-hmm. because I was kink shaming or fetish shaming or anything. It was so interesting. But it was like, wow, the courage and the vulnerability that these people took to go on Netflix and – get flogged on global television yes. and like it was just something that i never i would never see my, i would do it maybe in the bedroom but i would i never would have that you know comfortability right. because it was just not talked about right and contrarily i grew up in a home where we talked about it all the time right i was the youngest mm. of three sisters my mom was always very open she like doesn't really believe in like the shame thing so you know we'll have conversations to this day me and my two sisters will have conversations with my mom where she's like my god like why do my daughters think that they can like talk to me about these things she's like jesus and i'm like mom you established this like you yeah. made it a shame-free environment so yes now we have conversations about anal and she's like what the fuck is happening which which honestly mary like that was a great environment to set you did it right the first time thank you um so yeah watch how to build a section on netflix um but we also are going to be posting on social media we'll be active still we want to hear from you now that you kind of get a sense of like the vibe of the podcast like what are some meat and potato topics that you know the big topics that you guys want to hear about we would love to do it and even if we don't know anything Let's educate. We want to learn. I think Marlena said this in the very, very first episode. Um, a space for thought. Isn't that something mm. that you said along, along that now, like that vein? Yeah. And that's, yeah. Yeah, it really is. And I I love when we get, whether it's current events or questions or whatever, like you all have such interesting perspectives and such important questions. And I would love to get a few entire episodes, like you're saying entire episode. Um, fuck, what is Ideas. the word I'm thinking of? Entire episode. Oh, topics? I would love to get entire episode topics from audience listeners. So please interact with our social media. We're still going to be active on there. We're certainly going to yeah. miss you. So we're going to stay in touch that way. Yeah. And keep your eye out on the Instagram for when we're going to be resuming season two. Obviously, we'll have a big thing around it. We'll let you know. Um, but it will be probably most likely sometime in October, I would say. That we'll be back. Yes. We're gonna take we're gonna take the month of September off, study, get some ideas, mm. you know, get our chaotic lives in order. Yeah, train my dog to be really well behaved. Right, <laughs> all those types of things. Um, yeah, I'm really I'm excited for the return. There's a few exciting things too that are gonna happen. I'm gonna be taking, and for those of you who know me, this is probably a big feat. I'll be taking a tolerance break in this in this podcast break. <laughs> yeah, we'll let you know how that goes. But Marlena. I wanted yeah. to end with an ambush question because I feel like it's really, really, it could be really, really fun. I'm scared. What are, know. give me three to five things in the mental health sphere mm. that you're going to work on over this break that we can then check in about when we start the next season. Ooh, for myself personally, you're obviously. For saying. yourself personally, yep. Or you or you or your, you know, you and Bianca as a couple, as a family now with Fig, it could be whatever. Mental health things that I am going to work on. 
I definitely need to work on my patience, right? This is testing mm. my patience like in every way humanly possible. It's also testing my <laughs> absolute desire and need for control, um, my need for control over the dog and what she does, my need for control over how Bianca is training the dog, how she is developing a relationship with the dog, which we know is not fair and I know that their relationship is theirs and she needs to write about that, right? But this is testing all of the things, all of the, the pokey little buttons um, that I have. So I'm trying to definitely be entirely aware of that. Um, this is also requiring so much movement from me, which is wonderful. So mm. I'm actually going to be leaning into that, leaning into enjoyable movement and movement with her where she gets so excited. It's obviously something she needs. So I think that's going to be a, a healthful thing that we're kind of building. No. Um, I love that. And other than that, no. what about you, Nick? What are you going to be working on? So number one for me, as I said, will be that tolerance break. So I'm going to really try to, um, within this 21 days, because honestly, weed has become a nighttime relaxing hobby for me, but like explore some other hobbies at night or in general that might, you know, fill that void for a little bit. I'm also going to try to really plan to meditate both mm. in the morning, like before I even get out of bed. And at night before I go to sleep, just to start me in the right mindset and end me in the right mindset every day. And lastly, I'm going to try to, you know, get to the gym more and eat a little bit better. But I'm going to try to do it in the scope of I'm going to eat better because it makes me feel better. And I'm going to move because it makes me feel better. Not because, oh, I need to mm. do this or I'll never lose weight. I'm going to try to re redefine that narrative you know what i mean yes take back control of the narrative yeah. and literally just flip it on its head i love that yeah. it's about you and i i think that that when we talk about all of these things of like what are we going to work on and how are we going to improve and all of these things it always has to be more about you than it is about the shame or the pressure right yeah work moving has made me sleep like a rock right you know like there there's so many benefits that are happening for me it's not about anything else. So I, I think that your perspective yeah. shift is going to be pretty powerful for you. I'm excited to hear yeah. about it. I'm excited. I'm excited to do it. All right. Well, with that, I think this concludes our season one finale. I'm proud of us, Marlena. You know, Me it too. may not, it may not have been a long season one, but we did it. We did seven diverse, fun episodes. I think we had fun talk, um, you know, interesting conversations. And I think I learned some things. So no, I 100% learned some things. I think that I pushed outside of my comfortability, right? Because I think that being vulnerable and, and talking in this space is a leap that we both took, you know, and releasing information about ourselves and being honest on here instead of just kind of trying to keep up a facade. Um, I think that it's been so cool. Yeah. So I'm going to miss awesome. it. I'm super – I'm proud of us as well and I'm excited for what's next. And with that, everyone, we will see you sometime in October. And for one last time for now, love you, bye. Love you, bye.